0: You're listening to a Time Machine podcast. Old Movie Time Machine, an adventure through time and or space. Hey everybody, Jay Z here on behalf of the entire Old Movie Time Machine crew. Just checking in with you all, hoping you're having a great summer. As you know, we are on hiatus right now. We are, you know, replenishing our our creative juices, and out, we're out there having experiences, making motion picture films, and practicing our sitar, and uh, doing all kinds of journey through the. Uh, you know, the trenches of the mind's eye, or something like this. I, I, I don't know. Whatever you do, whatever one does during the summertime, whatever you do, though, please put on SPF 50. Uh, we want to protect you from the sun's life giving and also life taking cosmic rays. We're going to talk about movies. Uh, surprise, surprise. You know, it's summertime. And we've just spent a lot, as you guys know, 50 episodes stuck between 1945 and 1965. But during that time, movies continued to be produced. And it's time for just a a, kind of like a blockbuster roundup. Been going to the theater. Uh, You're going to hear it in a little bit. But Shrishma and Catherine and I went out to go see Indiana Jones and The Dial of Destiny. Stay tuned for that review. Otherwise, have been checking out some of the other things featuring this summertime. So let's let's get into it a little bit. It's all spoilers from here on out, just so you know. So if you haven't seen, I will announce the movie I'm talking about, and if you haven't seen it, just understand that I'm gonna I'm gonna blow it up for you. That's just what's happening here. So if you don't want to hear it, you know, skip ahead or just don't listen. That's also fine. Uh, thanks for <laughs> for giving it a try. Glad you made it this far. Um, but let's get started here, everybody. Let's talk about Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One at first. So what I did was, you know, when when we went out to see Indiana Jones, we took our, you know, some portable microphones with us. And we did a little post-show meal and movie discussion that you're going to hear. And uh, then I went back to the theater to go see Indiana Jones again. I've got the time. And how often, you know, these it's the last one. You're not going to see these movies. It's rare that they're in a theater to begin with. Might as well go see them in the theater as they were meant to be seen. So I go a couple weeks after seeing it the first time. And as I'm in line getting my food to <laughs> to enhance my experience at the theater, I see that, oh, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part One is coming out tomorrow. Which was, So this would be, I don't know uh wednesday the 12th something like that doesn't matter doesn't matter guys don't worry about it anyway i was all i knew was like okay we're definitely gonna go see this indiana jones again and just uh you know put a put a little bow on it this experience and then tomorrow i'm gonna go check out mission impossible so what I tried to, I also brought along the little microphones for this experience. And I was going to try to narrate the viewing experience from the theater, not the entire movie, but just like, here's my, here are my thoughts on Mission Impossible, the series, and I will do a check-in. And then also I was going to frame the Indiana Jones conversation. So that's what you're going to hear right now. Uh, let's take you to the theater. I don't know what this sounds like. It's It's mostly me just mumbling to myself. I tried to go to an early show. I think I went to the first show on release day and I tried to pick a seat that was not around other people. I didn't want to disturb the others. You know, There weren't that many people, like maybe eight other people in the theater with me. But all I know is that as soon as I started talking, even though, as you're going to hear, there is, uh was some incredible techno-y jean shopping music pumping through the theater to the lead up to the previews and the commercials and all that. Uh, all I could hear, though, as I'm mumbling my thoughts on Mission Impossible was my voice carrying out over the entire theater, and I just assume that everybody is listening with rapt attention, and I am upsetting their experience in the theater. So I kind of, I was I was trying to be real hushed. You're going to hear me mumbling like a creep in the dark in public. That's what this is. So let's hear what that sounds like. Let's, let's go. Let me take you back to opening day, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. And hear what i had to say about it hey guys please excuse my hushed tones here but i am in the theater on the opening day of mission impossible dead reckoning part one uh it's an exciting time it's summer vacation everybody's either gone traveling or at work right now. I hope you enjoy this soft Icelandic pop music. I hope it makes you want to buy some blue jeans. Uh, my history with these movies, I've liked them. I've seen them all. Um, the only one I've ever seen in a theater was the first one back in 95, 96. And my favorite one is Ghost Protocol. Not a fan of Rogue Nation, but what are you going to do? Uh, and Fallout was pretty good. So we'll see what Dead Reckoning has in store for us today. There's an intermission, so I will let you know how it's going. And meanwhile, here is us talking about Indiana Jones 5 a couple weeks ago. Opening weekend. Enjoy. Alright guys, so we're here having some drinks right now. At the Brigham Brew House. Brew House. House. We know we're on summer vacation right now, but we did just go see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And we had to give our impressions about it. Okay. So I'm to start I'm here with Katherine Shrishma.
1: Hi. Hi. Uh
0: ladies, what did you think? Uh thumbs up, thumbs down. Let's just start there, Catherine.
2: Um I think for me, it kind of pushed all of my classic indie buttons, um, and I really enjoyed it, actually. I mean, there might have been a little turgidity at some point in the middle, but Usually, I, I like yes. the way it started. Yeah, right. It was completely ridiculous and towards the end, uh, and then, yeah, it all kind of worked out well. Back yeah. was that guys died. All of that yeah
0: good we love that yes nazi bad guys no, yeah exactly that's...
2: same old same old
0: Shrishma, what'd you think
1: i liked it too um i think they redeemed themselves from temple of doom yeah
2: um,
1: by not making too many inappropriate um situations
0: racially sensitive yeah, right. scenarios yeah
1: exactly um they kept it pg RSS's in that way I <laughs> no i liked it i think you it did well like it brought back the nostalgia of the old indie movies, yeah, plus yeah. some new stuff. Yeah. And uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridges was good. Yes. Was I think amazing. she did great.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, and it was nice to see Harrison Ford. He hasn't lost his touch.
0: Harrison no. was fucking great. Thumbs up for me, by the way. <laughs> I enjoyed it, too. Up. I had a great time. <laughs> this was way better than the previous one. It was. And I just liked it. I was along for the ride. I'm glad yeah. I didn't. Read anything or watch anything ahead of time. I liked being surprised, but I definitely liked the cast and everybody. And Harrison, he's just fucking great. They should just make another one. You know, I'm at I'm at that point now. Like, if he's still alive and he still wants to do this shit, make more. You know, for sure. Before we do the hard reboot, when they get somebody Uh,
1: younger,
0: yeah, it's inevitable. And it's do you think they will? Yeah, for sure. There's just too much money to be made there. Why wouldn't you?
1: They'll do like a version, like a younger version.
0: That's fine. I'm okay with it. Just something that's
1: handled
2: with this kind of uh, understanding um, of the brand and um, the history and everything that kind of comes along with all of it, as you say, the nostalgia, it has to to embrace that. Otherwise, what's the point?
0: Yes. I feel like this did a really good job of not relying too heavily on... They just put they put him in the right time frame where he's the yep. right age, yep. and it worked. And they did it the right way, which is like old Nazi war criminals. This is something I've been rooting for for years now. <laughs> like but
2: yet again, they rear their ugly head. They never quite die. Right, right. So, and
0: <laughs> just always around. And why are we not just dealing with them? Also, I think it's interesting. So, dial of destiny. I was sort of skeptical. Like I don't even know what that means. Right. But also, <laughs> I'm at a point where I've been through this enough attack of the clones give me a goddamn we've talked about but we're just like okay i'm sure that means something we'll figure it out when we see the movie fine but the fact that they went for uh, spoiler alert time travel (laughs) in their indiana jones movie which obviously it's what we do right it's we're professional time travelers so fits our bill perfectly but also They're not offending anybody by having like a holy relic. I noticed, you know, like which also would be I would I like power of God in my holy relic or whatever the MacGuffin is. I'm fine with it, but I get from a marketing perspective, like, well, we're not a dial. Archimedes, nobody's invested in Archimedes and his dial. So
2: this is science. This is math. We can we can desecrate this
0: as much as we want. This is fine.
1: Yeah, I didn't know Archimedes had a dial of destiny.
0: Did you know he had you know it a screw? Yeah. Archimedes screw? Yes, I, I'm
1: aware of the uh, screw. Really? Yes, yeah. It's
0: one of the earliest machines, right? Yes. The it carries water up. Mm-hmm. Um, that along with the inclined plane, right? And the lever. Or lever, as you might say, Catherine. <laughs>
1: yes, so
0: early I machines.
1: I know he's the one who said "Eureka," and he said it in the movie.
0: He did. Okay, let's okay, talk about. So
2: they did, yeah, they did touch on the old water displacement.
0: Yes, and they they did. That's true. Uh, oh, I like to see Jonesy dealing with Greek shit, for that matter, or uh, you know, uh, Roman things, which we're getting. He hasn't really done that in the previous movies. Um. Okay, the first twenty minutes de aged Harrison. I thought it looked amazing.
2: I, yeah, he looked great. He looked incredible. Just make it well, make it like well. that. You know, yeah. like you could put that level of effort in, people,
1: and it will work.
0: Now he's in shadows a lot of the time, but also I don't care. No yeah. great. Looks, is, it's not distracting. I think he looked
1: really good, though. Even, yes. like, you couldn't tell that they had, like, touched him
0: up. They could, I wish...
2: Was, but Yeah, yeah, but it was very well done.
0: I wish they had tweaked his voice a little bit, because he had old man voice. And they should have just bumped him up, like, just turn up Some the intonation voice. a little bit. The, yeah. Because he sounded very like this. That. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's not
0: how he sounded. <laughs> but night. they
1: didn't bring back, like, well, they brought back one of his old sidekicks
0: yes um salah salah yeah so i guess um, we're
1: i wonder what a lot happened of, there a lot of affection
0: now now when crystal skull came out he was outraged this guy john reese davies okay aka gimli from the lord of the rings mm-hmm. uh but also he's been cancelled he was cancelled some years oh. ago for oh. i think anti-muslim rhetoric was the deal okay so apparently we're just past that or not who cares or whatever, or whatever? But also,
1: there was a surprise cameo by Antonio Banderas.
0: <laughs> this, yes. If there's a weak spot, I wish he would have been given a little bit that more to would, do. Yeah, exactly. Because I like him.
2: Yes. I didn't mind it actually. It, was,
0: it didn't it's focus it's, on
2: him actually. I thought I think that's quite nice when a name kind of comes in, does a thing, does a job, gets out. Did he have
0: like a joke? I wish he had like one good joke. Yeah, I, I think know. he did okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not gonna lean on it too hard but
2: no no he's just the old spanish kind of pirate type
0: he fits Almost. the bill he's yeah. at the right age actually I, he could I, I be indiana jones
2: <laughs> i thought it worked
0: and then the kid uh teddy the kid
2: okay yeah yeah he wasn't like really annoying
0: how rare is i don't know where, where do you guys feel where do you stand on short round
2: very annoying
0: you found him annoying okay okay <laughs> Because <laughs> you're among the first, Catherine. Honestly, like it's so bizarre in a world where every time you get a good movie and they make a sequel and they put a kid in it, it's the worst thing that's ever happened. Yes. That did not happen with that movie, like at the time anyway. I know we're not crazy about that movie these days, but nobody objected. Like I never objected. Like, to oh, this wrong. sucks. Yeah, this kid, like what an anchor.
1: Well, more annoying in that movie was the chick.
0: Because yeah, she wouldn't
1: scro- of, stop yelling. There was
2: a lot of screaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there, was, there was a lot, a lot of annoyance. So I think. Around.
0: The future this Mrs. Spielberg. So you know. I think
1: this one redeemed the female character in all Indiana movies. Because they actually had. Yeah, you
2: put, know,
0: put, put female action. Yeah. Era. Yeah. yeah. Um, Phoebe was great. Did was enjoy English, her. I'd
2: like point out. Indeed. Oh, cheers. Yeah, cheers.
0: Oh. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> And cheers to Catherine's birthday also. Cheers
1: to Catherine's oh. birthday. Happy birthday. Um,
0: coming up. Coming but you
1: know he won an Oscar? The kid?
0: For, oh, really?
1: In the last, this, this year's Teddy. Oscar. No, um,
0: short round. Oh, oh Ki, uh, Keon, Ki-Hikun. whatever yeah, yeah. his name is. Yes, I did know that. And he reunited with Harrison in many uh, adorable red carpet, hug it out moments. Hmm. And uh, I'm very happy for him. And that's a good movie. Did you Which see I'm, that? No, I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, you should see that. Did you see Everything Everywhere all at once? No. Do it. Okay. It's in the drive.
2: Oh, okay. oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Sure. You should watch it. I will definitely watch that. It's uh. I think I tried to watch it on Icelandic telly, but of course it was translated into like Right. Icelandic. Right. Subtitles. So I was like, I have to give up on this. I know some, but not enough.
0: One of the <laughs> issues of living here is the fact that we see a movie, it's in English, but it's subtitled. In Icelandic, yeah. <laughs> so the first twenty minutes of this movie featured a lot of Nazi speaking German.
2: And funnily enough, because I know a little German, yeah. I got by. And I, I know plus a the like, subtitles.
0: Like, oh, yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, me I too. Me much too. Just it out. It's like, oh, but, it's the yeah. spear. Oh, if they if they have this thing, then it's yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he's not really a king that they were going with that, or a president. I like, was
1: thinking like,
2: you know the old spear of destiny and like Constantine, which was. And I thought well, an original... they're not going to like link this up, are they? Like this multiverse like rubbish thing that's happening. Now wait. You know, like,
0: are we talking about the spear that
2: got yeah, Jesus, right? Yeah, right. Okay.
0: Yeah. okay. Okay. Yes. Which well, I was I assume
2: that's what this was in Yeah, this. I believe
0: yeah, I think so. Yeah. Which was an old idea that they were going to do a full movie out of back in the day. So, So but that being said, as we're stream of consciousnessing it right now, um, I like the fact that there were not too many Easter eggs, and the ones that there were were very subtle. They're done the right way, which is like if you know, you know, and if you don't know, it's not a distraction of somebody like landing in the lap of. Marcus Brody's statue and <laughs> the crystal skull. Oh my god! <laughs> Just don't beat me over the head with it. That's all I ask. Mm. I don't mind if they're there. Just don't yeah. don't distract me. Distract
2: so, me. as you say, if, if someone isn't aware of the legacy, then it doesn't shouldn't
0: it doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah.
2: Matter.
0: Yeah. Uh, anything else? I liked it. I'm so I'm so happy to like a thing. Yeah. And, uh, I yeah, I,
2: I was genuinely slightly excited. I allowed myself to be a bit excited going in.
0: The 60s, or this this is set in 69, and they did it really well, like the astronaut parade and all that stuff, just looked really good. And I knew this about this director because I liked Ford v. Ferrari, which he directed, he directed it. Um, which was set in the 60s, I believe. And the period accuracy is really good, so... They just this guy knows how to do it. They even got street signs of New York City the right color they were yellow street signs I checked which we've okay. seen in our yeah. in our oh, journeys I, I thought of you
2: like those like just casual street scenes. <laughs> I, I thought okay you're gonna be like you know in I'm the just, I
0: was just like what is this <laughs> And they were fine I saw nothing objectionable whatsoever. that's yeah. mm, great. Great stuff.
1: But I realized as as because I watched all four, three of them. I didn't watch Crystal Skull leading up to. Oh, you skipped the skull. Yeah, I skipped. I started it, but I didn't finish it. Okay. Um, but honestly, like all of the movies, like even um, the Mummy movie series, Mm um, parts of the Caribbean movie series, everything kind of. Takes the storyline somewhere from Indiana Jones and somewhere or the other
0: Yeah, sure.
2: Yeah. What I it was definitely the original adventure, um, treasure hunt. Follow the of. clues, yeah, solve exactly. the
0: puzzle. Yeah,
2: an- ancient mysteries, all of that. And we're all yeah. there for that. And I mean, I don't know where I'd like to see the next one go, but I would like to say Egypt.
0: Yeah, we got to go They've back. Never,
2: I mean, like properly. Yes, like, right. Not. Um, the Raiders. For some yeah. kind of like godlike artifact. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Give me some. I, I give know. me the statues. Give yeah, me the Luxor statues. Me, or... Yeah.
2: Give me some ancient Egyptian. Anything mysterious. Yeah.
0: Yes. Agreed. The Dial of Destiny. By the way, any lore or any of this problem solving that they were doing there—that's. I. It was way over my head, uh, and I. I was fine with it. it. I was like, yeah. I'm going to watch this again, and I'll dig into it <laughs> in the, the future viewings. It's a lot. I'm sure they pieced it all together. As maybe. far as like, no, oh, it. Maybe
1: they figured it was so obscure that no one would really go and do the research about it.
0: I don't know if we live I in that can, world okay. anymore, no, though. No, no, I, I, I'd like to, I'd like
2: to hear writes. a mathematician's take oh.
0: on this. We use the Polybius code, except we needed the linear A model of this. Uh, what are you talking?
2: B. Oh,
1: B, B, easy part. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, Catherine, you are the smart one. So this makes really? sense that you would have cracked the uh, <laughs> the, the code. code. Um,
1: but yeah, it was fun. All right. So entertaining.
0: we'll have to check it. I'm sure Carolyn will be seeing this at some point too. Mm. Uh, so we'll have to check in with her. But yeah, I'm, I'm so Thumbs with up! This. Thumbs up! Thumbs up!
1: Yeah. Go see the Dial of Destiny. Thumbs
0: up. For re- Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm going to watch it again. Mm-hmm. So I'm
1: sure you will, Justin. In yeah. the theater, or you're oh, going to wait can. till it comes out.
0: It I wouldn't be past me to see it in the theater. I saw Crystal Skull twice in the oh. theater. Oh. Because the, I wanted to make sure that I didn't like it as much as I did. Because <laughs> I was so disappointed. And yeah, I, was, I was ready. I was, I was in the bag. Like, as long as you didn't fuck things up too badly, yeah. I would have been behind it 100%. Uh, exactly,
2: exactly. And
0: but that's what happened was, here. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the regrets were around on that one. Yeah. Oh, what a disappointment. But not but this one. Not this one. So we'll enjoy this for what it is. Yes. So
1: well done Harrison. Yeah. Yeah. Ford. Mr. No. Yeah. Fucking Harrison. Harrison Ford. Still doing <laughs> Absolutely.
0: it. Showing up, pops his top in his <laughs> yeah. first scene.
1: Oh yeah. Hello. <laughs>
0: saying like, this is what an 80 year old tough guy looks like. You deal with it. Yeah. And
1: he still looks good though. Even for he me. looks
2: great. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, I mean,
2: I mean, there's probably like some still woods out there.
0: Does make me feel a little bit better about my own life. In that I'm going to, I'll circle back around to that. <laughs> the first time we see him, he's falling, he's fallen asleep in front I'm of his television. Gone. This is my entire life. It makes me feel good. Uh, You're already there. You're already living the industry. Exactly. Right. I'm, I'm already cosplaying <laughs> in my jammies, asleep in front of the television. Five in the morning. Okay. But back to you guys. So you think Harrison still fucks, right?
1: I would imagine isn't he married to Callisto for yeah. yeah, yeah, clearly he just had a child, well, uh, a grown child now.
0: Yeah, but he's still, yeah, he's still having fun. I'm sure,
1: he yeah. is. Yeah, right. and so he should.
0: Right, right. right. So
1: you know how there was this—I mean, we can stop, but I can just keep talking. Yeah, but keep talking. There was like this, like theory where they're like, well, Star Wars and Indiana Jones were like in the same universe, but it was like. What? The past was Indiana Jones And okay. in the same world, the future They go out into Star Wars So it was like in a similar <laughs> What? Yeah, you've not heard this one? <laughs> no I'll send you the link Okay, too. yeah, but please do, you know,
2: do. I, I feel like this is kind of right For some absolutely <laughs> out there
1: Crossover? Yeah So like Indiana Jones's, <laughs> uh <laughs> descendant is Han Solo oh. oh I see Y'all didn't get that connection
0: no. Y'all just thought I made shit up And I don't yeah, need it, but <laughs> No I like I like a lot of fun. I mean, because at one
1: point he was like, "Yeah, we should go into space or something." He said he made some reference to space. Indiana Jones. Yeah, in this movie.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. No, makes...
2: he said no. Was it oh. him or was it not the bad? Or man? one of the
1: other guys? He was the
2: baddie. He was just like, "No, we've, been, we've, we've conquered space now." he helped him go into
1: space. No, Maddie, Indiana okay. Jones said something else right, okay. about
0: going into oh,
2: space. Oh, actually, we haven't said anything about Matt.
0: Oh Mads yeah.
2: Nicholson. Hello.
0: Fantastic. As always, as always.
2: Always, the bad guy. Yes. boxy badness.
0: Did you watch Hannibal?
2: I started watching it, and for some reason it fell off my radar, and I keep meaning to go back yeah, to it. Yeah, go like, back to it. I love
0: it. It's, I was going to say, because, like, visually, mm. it's right up your alley, I think. Yeah, it's and also, no 100% yes. Just yeah. all the food porn throughout the whole no, thing. Absolutely. is. It's, it's incredible. A, taking, show? No, yeah, it's it's about- a show? No, it's a show, right? Yeah, no. I've, I've never <laughs> seen the last season, actually. Look <laughs> like that. But-
2: <laughs> no, uh, Hannibal
0: is a show, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, about
2: cookies. Yeah, I know. I got it. And, and pornography. Yeah.
0: But yeah, he's, I mean, he's made to be a bad guy in these movies. Yes. That's the easy casting choice. All of the, I liked everything. Yeah, the, yeah. the only guy I didn't understand, and I don't care, is the guy with the little mustache and the crew cut. The, oh, the, uh, one the southern guy. guy. He yeah. just ended
2: up killing people. I'm just here. He was, yeah, just like, like, he was just a bad person.
0: Right. Whatever the doctor says is what I do. How did we get to that point? Okay, before we forget... The big question has always been what do we do with his son? Because nobody liked that character, right? And they did the right thing.
1: I did not like him. I didn't like him either. Yeah. I think he's fine. I think he was great.
0: The actor it's a different story, right. obviously. Anyway, so poor Mutt Williams. He uh he dies in Vietnam.
1: Mm. It's great,
0: terribly appropriate. Not unlike characters in American Graffiti, the original George Lucas joint. Right. Uh, It's right for the times. It makes sense about why Marion's not around to the very end. Yeah. And they have a really nice scene talking about it on that boat. And I liked it. They do. I thought it was really good. So. I mean, what did what happened to Shia LaBeouf? I know he was like he was
1: the guy for a while. He was,
0: and then he got pulled over drunk driving and went on this like kind of like racist anti-Semitic rant while he was hammered and getting uh, I, that's thats what I was like okay I'm done with you because I liked him when he was a kid
1: yeah I mean, even Stevens, Stevens was
0: amazing but right was my he was a genius on that show so I think he's on a comeback trail because everybody's on a comeback trail
1: mm.
0: um, Mel Gibson's getting work then he can get work um, so okay oh, really? yeah that's happening?
2: yeah
0: he directed a movie recently I
2: think. Really?
0: thank you yeah, if you just hang around long enough. What,
1: like, people it, it, forget.
0: And, people, and if people like you enough. Mel's Mr. Don't handsome or whatever,
1: but. Is he though? Not anymore, but feel, he was. I be like he's lost it a little bit, though.
0: People are very forgiving about this stuff. I just kind of how, how, like, handsome you are if, like, your views on the world are just so
2: horrific.
0: You would think. I agree. All right. We got to eat these burgers, though. But that's our check-in. So uh, anyway, Dial of Destiny, write to us, uh, partyline at oldmovietimemachine.com. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Okay, guys. We're at the uh, intermission right now. So far, I'm having a cracking good time. This is everything you want from your... You know, classic spy model, chases, fights, handcuff shenanigans. Loving it. Who is this hottie assassin chasing Tom Cruise and his new friend, his pickpockety girlfriend? Not sure. Gonna check her out. Definitely. Uh, she is driving everywhere and shooting at everybody. And I'm here for it. Uh, also... If any of this reflects what the future will be like, if this t- technology that they're chasing is the future, we are all in so much trouble. We're fucked, you guys. The movie's starting again. Shh, keep it down. Okay, check back in. Okay, so that uh, clearly that devolved into uh, just a bunch of nothing. I could not form a thought, I could not wrap up a thought. So let me just give you my thoughts right now Mission Impossible. Like We heard the Indiana Jones thoughts already, and those, those stand, even following a second viewing. Uh, it's mostly good stuff. Uh, the Mission Impossible fallout <laughs> uh, f- from Dead Reckoning Part 1 was that this is a great version of the Mission Impossible movies. They're all kind of the same, right? Like it's Tom Cruise. He's got to go find a thing, and he can do most of it by himself, but he does need some help. From technology and his technologically savvy buddies, uh, Ving Rames and Simon Pegg and the the whole rest of the the crew, and they're always there. And there are extraordinary stunts. Uh, there's a big set piece with the Orient Express. Anytime the Orient Express shows up in any movie, uh, I'm you, you got me. You know, I'm 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 already in the bag for you. Uh, you have the hottie assassin. I did look her up. She's a French actor. Doesn't matter, but she is great and menacing and uh, real cute, swinging that lead pipe around trying to kill kill a guy. So, thumbs up on the Mission Impossible. Like it's all the same. Like they're all kind of the same level, and I'm not terribly invested in. The characters on an emotional level, but they're giving me spectacle. And that's kind of what I show up for. And I like them, too. I mean, you know, Cruz, I don't have an issue with Cruz. He's charismatic, and he does all this stuff, allegedly. And uh, he's he's hanging in there, you know? His face is what it is at this point. He's, you know, 60-something years old. I suspect he's maybe had some work done. He does look like he was stung by a bunch of bees, but it's fine, it's fine. You know, like he, he's still out there doing the motorcycle stuff and 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 tearing up the Orient Express and fighting that Hottie Assassin with her lead pipe. Can't can't stress that part enough, apparently. But yeah, so that in conclusion, that is Mission Possible Dead Reckoning. Go go see some spectacle this summer. It's it's a good one for that thing. And it also has a sequel built right in. You know, part two is coming at some point. And then uh, apparently this will be the end of this franchise as we know it. Let's hope so. Okay, moving right along. Let's go to The Flash. All right, I want to talk briefly about The Flash. I know nobody nobody gives a shit, apparently, not unlike the Indiana Jones movie. These movies are not doing very well in the theater. People are kind of over it. Uh, so here's here are my thoughts on The Flash, brief though they may be. Uh, I'll tell you something, and I know it's not popular, but I thought it was good. It's not great. None of those movies are great. But I think it's a good version of those uh, Zack Snyder-influenced DC Comics-based IP movies. I think you know the best one of those is going to be the original Wonder Woman. I stand beside that. I think that's a, a really good movie just in general. The rest of them have not been so great. I mean, I've seen them all. I think I've seen all of them. I've seen Man of Steel, Batman v. Superman, Wonder Woman 84, uh, what's the other one? Justice League, Aquaman. I've seen all of them, and they're, uh, I've seen both Justice Leagues, even the Snyder Cut. Yeah, I watch them both, and they're, they're not good. I don't like them. It's totally style over substance. It's bleak and ugly and hard to watch, and I don't root for any of them, and... Uh, it's just a, it's a shame because I like the Batman so much. So then, this is part of the reason why I decided to give uh, the Flash a swing is because Michael Keaton was very prominently featured in all of the marketing materials that hey, we got Michael Keaton back to play old Batman. Michael Keaton, of course, is my Batman. I recognize him as my personal Batman. I mean, that movie, that first movie came out. When I was eight years old, and it was a cultural phenomenon. You could not escape it. I remember the importance of seeing it was the Harry Potter of its time. I mean, it's really there wasn't much out at the time that was comparable. I mean, I guess you had Back to the Future sequel. You had Last Crusade. You had a Ghostbusters sequel. But I mean, as far as uh, something fresh and new and exciting, that original Batman, the Tim Burton Batman, you can't beat it. it. Holds up today. I love that movie. So Keaton is my guy. Just as people from the '60s, Adam West is their guy, and you know the uh, the Nolan movies. Uh, Christian Bale's apparently your guy, and and the new guy, the uh, um, what's his face, uh, Pattinson, and all this. Uh, let's just real quick Batman inventory. I do think that Ben Affleck is the worst of the Batman. It's not his fault. He's obviously a, a fine actor and a smart guy and a, a clever, funny guy. Allegedly, I don't have any issue with. Any of the performers in any of these movies, I mean, we're just talking storytelling. And uh, that comes down to the writer and the director. Uh, So here's the deal with The Flash. It's got a lot of stuff that I would like. First of all, it's got Michael Keaton Batman. Uh, Yes, I like to see that. I I love seeing the uh, original... Anton First Batmobile and the new kind of like retrofit Batwing and all this, you know, the classic Burton-verse version of Batman. All that shit hits the right notes for me. Also, there is some time travel. There's a multiverse and all that shit. There's a uh, hanging out with a, a different version of yourself, subplot. I like all that shit. If you know me, you know that Back to the Future 2 Is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, I love the crazy timeline, playing around with that aspect of things. I'm totally into it. Just as I enjoyed it when it happened in the Avengers movies, when they were fighting Thanos, and just like when they were doing the multiverse of, I believe it's, let me check my notes here. That's right, yeah, Madness. Uh, with Doctor Strange. My point is, guys, that as much as I love that stuff, and I think it's done pretty well here, I think they've found a compelling visual way of uh, explaining this concept. The only downside here is that people have seen it recently. I mean, they're even making Back to the Future references in this movie, I I think, the same way that they did in the Avengers uh, in Endgame, You know, that whole thing of playing with the timelines and all of this. Uh, I think they're just making the same references to previous stories that we would all recognize as a time travel story and the dangers that lie within. And likewise with the multiverse, I mean, we've seen this. It's very hot right now. Um, I think it's cool usually, but it's just the fact that, like, we've seen it. And also, we saw it like we saw a lot of it three years ago, just very recently, we've seen it. And also, the properties that we're looking at as far as, you know, The Flash goes and this Snyder-influenced DC universe, I mean, they're not very good. Like I say, like, those movies aren't great. It's not down to the actors. I don't have a problem with them and the people behind the making of the film. I mean, like, they're all very competent and everything looks nice. It's just when you don't have a story— And the direction that you get is, well, let's focus on the style over the substance of the story we're telling. And also, let's take away all the color from these images as well. I don't get the desaturation trend that's been happening for like 15 years, it feels like, at this point. Knock it off. Give me some colors. It's okay. I'm not afraid of colors. Show me something. Fuck's sake. Uh, Here's the other thing that I will say You know, will hold the Flash back. In my book, anyway, it's all just my opinions, right? My my hot takes. But I refuse to subscribe to just the general sentiment of like, we this is crap and this is good. And, you know, th- there's a spectrum of quality that lies within. And I think there are many good things in this movie, just as there are many dumb things in this movie. Uh, where you lose me, and I'm going to tie this back into Indiana Jones in a minute. So just hold on, see if you can follow this, but... Whenever you're trying to dip back into the nostalgic well, you know, whenever you pull out a Michael Keaton and you stick him in his bat suit and you show him years later and he's still got it. I mean, Keaton's still got it. There's nothing wrong with Michael Keaton. He's the fucking man, right? Especially when he's a Batman. He's the fucking Batman. I don't mind a clever, subtle reference to things that we, the audience, would Uh, recognize and would get a chuckle out of the Easter egg phenomenon, if you will, which has taken over these properties to a point where I I can't stand it. So let's tie this back into Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, right? So leading up to Dial of Destiny, I watched Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and then I watched it again because I think it's fascinating how... uh, how much they fucked it up. When that movie came out, I have a distinct memory of thinking, well, well, they got Harrison, they got George, and they've got Steve, and they've got John Williams, and that those are the core elements to an Indiana Jones movie, a successful Indiana Jones movie, of which there were three back in the heyday. So I figured like, well, there's, <laughs> you can't really fuck it up. If you got all the same ingredients to this recipe, guys, there's no way that they're going to fuck it up. They're going to show us something. And I'll tell you, Having watched this movie twice now, the first time it was just a, let's get back in touch with this thing, see what it's all about, kind of look at it with fresh eyes. The second watch was, can I fix this? And I think you can make a better movie out of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull with some some key edits. I would remove an awful lot of set pieces that I think just don't go anywhere. But at the end of the day, uh, there are some fundamental story and character issues that it cannot be edited around and just like they needed somebody else to take a look at that script. Apparently, I know they had like 50 people working on that thing for 20 years, but they needed one more person to look at it and say, hey, guys, this doesn't make any fucking sense. And there's no why do we like this character? You know, what's their relationship to our main character? Uh, how are they interacting? Do what like I want to like these people? I like the characters that I meet in the original Indiana Jones movies. I want that for future characters. Um this is a whole other side issue, but the the Easter Egg phenomenon to to bring that back, like I don't need to see the Ark of the Covenant in the broken crate in the warehouse. I don't I don't need to see it. You're uh, I understand if you want to throw it into the background, but I'm like when you give it this huge like glory shot and just linger on it, and then you cue up the music cue from the original movie. It's just, it's too much, Steve. And I know you're listening, Stephen spielberg specifically i know you're listening to old movie time machine i know you love the shit as much as i do and hey buddy i love you too and i thank you for everything that you've given our imaginations over the years but you fucked this one up if we want to talk about dial of destiny those references are there but they're done in a much more subtle way where if you know you know and it's not going to distract from people uh The people who don't know, it's not going to distract from their experience, but it's like a nice nod, a subtle nod subtlety, guys. Just be subtle about it. You can have that stuff in there. I don't need to be beaten over the head with it, but it's hard to do. I, I see this repeatedly. So, Stephen, let's talk about Crystal Skull real quick. You gave me one shot of... Uh, A promotional photograph from the set of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade of Mr. Sean Connery dressed in his Henry Sr. garb uh, framed on Indiana Jones's desk and they talk about his death. Uh, He's talking with uh, what's his name? Broadbent, who we're supposed to care about all of a sudden, even though we've never met him before in in the previous nine hours worth of film. Um, You know, you wanted to show that that shot of uh, Tweety, old Sean Connery that we love, crusty. Uh, Henry senior, I get it. but you always want a little bit more apparently. like uh, I guess like the, the there's always the temptation of did they get it? because Stephen, you went back in your edit, you went back to that framed set photo from 1989 <laughs> of Sean Connery. you went back a second time. Uh, it's too much and you pushed in on it and you lingered on it. It's too much. Give me something brief. Uh, likewise uh, when we're at the university you've got uh, a very large portrait of Marcus Brody in the hallway outside of Indiana Jones's classroom you don't linger on it. Um, it's there it's massive you can't miss it but it's if that was where the tribute was that would be fine you know like don't don't give me the the weepy string music cue don't push in on it. I, You can have it in the background, and you can have a scene play out in front of it, and we'll all get people who know, will know. Oh, yeah, that's right. Marcus Brody, he's passed away. The actor who played him passed away. Nice little tribute to see him back there. But you went back a second time, Steve. You went back during the subsequent car chase with the KGB. You've got a fucking statue of Marcus Brody that the car runs into, and and his head falls off and falls into the lap of the bad guy. It's too much. It's always too much. The reason why I bring this up is because in The Flash, they just take it too far. and they, they, they want too much. They take too big a bite. So, again, spoilers, everybody. There comes a time when The Flash is creating his Flash plan in the presence of classic Tim Burton, Keaton, Batman. And he gives us the line, you know, they're... Batman, are you ready to help us do whatever the thing is? And we push in on Batman. We linger on, on Michael Keaton Batman, and he he gives you the full fucking line of, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Now, look, that in itself, we all love that line from the original 89 Batman. If, oh, if only because it's such an odd performance choice and because he slips into Beetlejuice just for like a half a second. Uh, rather than be Bruce Wayne just say let's get nuts you don't have to give me the full thing I don't want it you know uh, not unlike let's go back to Crystal Skull Steven you're back on duty Steven pay attention to me when we get to the aliens I don't have a problem with the aliens it's uh, that's the sci-fi aspect is not the issue and the fridge is not the issue with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull it's that the story doesn't make any fucking sense Okay, I'm going to stay focused. When we're in the aliens fucking uh, chamber with their crystal skeletons and all this, and we're about to merge them into one multiversal being, again, the multiverse. We were talking about this in 2008, everybody, trying to get the multiverse started. So Flash, a little late to the party, buddy. Anyway, uh, what does Harrison say? Or sorry, excuse me. uh, What does Indy say when... Something, you know, when when the crystal skeletons start to behave creepily, he says, I've got a bad feeling about this, which is not an Indiana Jones callback. It's a Han Solo callback. So we are indiscriminately throwing in Easter egg lines from other movies just say, like, at that point. Have Indiana Jones say, you know, the stuff that dreams are made of. Or, uh, Louis, this could be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. You know, like, just have him say... It's just as arbitrary and random to have him say any of those things. Uh, you know, Frank, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Uh, you know, Marion, my, my wife. <laughs> Whatever. You understand my point, I'm hoping, which is, I don't need it. It's too much. You hit me over the head with this stuff. I get it. You're all friends and we all love Harrison and he's in all these movies, but I don't want to see uh Nazis surround Indiana Jones and him put his hands up and say, I didn't kill my wife. You know, even though he said it in that one movie, I don't want to see it in my Indiana Jones, but they're just, just please take it. This is so silly to say, but please try to take it somewhat seriously Which they never—I mean, you took the original three Indiana Jones movies seriously. Why wouldn't you take the fourth one? Instead, they made it a victory lap, and they made it a weepy string music cues and lingering shots on cast members gone by, and it's not a good look. Sorry, Stephen. Uh, you've done many incredible things. You're the best filmmaker, arguably the most successful filmmaker of all time. You've reached more people than anybody and your legacy is secure, which means I'm not going to feel bad about telling you that your Indiana Jones movie sucked. It was it was just not very good. We can fix it. Call me up. Let's go back to the footage. Let's go back to the editing booth. I'm sure we can do a fix on it. I would love to participate in that. Let's get it right. Um I like the idea that I could maybe wrangle these guys back into the booth. Same thing with George, old Georgie Lucas. Hey, George, let's fix your Star Wars movies, your original three. Let's let's take him back to the booth. Let's cut out that fucking Jabba scene in A New Hope. It looks like shit and we don't need it. It communicates the same information that we got from Greedo in the cantina. I'm not the only one out there saying this. We have to take out the bullshit. You have ruined your beautiful movies. Let's just go in, smooth out, and modernize the effects that you have added later and also remove the fucking nonsense that has, like, inexplicably made your quality movies of a lesser quality. It's insane to me. Back to the Flash. Hey, Flash. All you needed to say was, let's get nuts. I didn't need the entire quoted line. And I arguably did not need the second half of the quoted line. This they do this a couple times. Also, it's just really hard to give a shit when you know that none of the people who are in this movie are going to come back as these characters. The universe as we know it is is over after this, and especially now that it has has not succeeded and has not, uh, in a financial sense, to to motivate them to continue down this path. So. That being said, that's The Flash. And uh, I actually, I thought it was all right. I thought it was, it's not a great movie, but it's a good movie. And uh, although I think we're not supposed to like it because of Ezra Miller, uh, I'm not up on the gossip on what he did or what the deal is. He's an unsavory character and we don't like him. And that's why there was a delay with putting this movie out, maybe. Uh, Clearly, I know not enough about this to speak on it further. And so I shall stop. Let's move on. To another movie that has come out recently. Let's talk Wes Anderson's Asteroid City. So I have loved Wes Anderson's movies since the beginning, since the 90s. And I watched Asteroid City and it is, mm, how shall I describe it? It is a beautiful picture. Guys, picture a pillow, right? a pillow that is uh, covered in the most uh, beautifully colored and ornately woven slip cover for said pillow. And it's, let's say it's silk even, you know, it's, it's meticulous. It's totally refined and uh, a beautiful work of art. It's, it's a a sight to behold this pillow that you're going to put on your, your sofa or whatever. And that's how I feel about this movie, because it is a beautiful pillow that is being pressed on the viewer's face until you suffocate and die. That's how I felt the entire time. So Wes Anderson, obviously a skilled director. We're not going to take anything away from his vision uh, and the the successes he has had in his storytelling, which he certainly has. Royal Tenenbaums, one of my all-time favorites. You know, it's a top— 20 movie all time easily fucking love that movie Uh, i loved the style of the way he meticulously constructs and frames uh his shots you know there are coffee table books about the the wes anderson style there are instagram filters there's a whole fucking cottage industry of make your movie or make your content look like wes anderson did it he has a style he has a signature trademark way about his art and you can't knock him for that except for the fact that i will knock him because at this point in the game it is so the the style aspect of what he's doing is so distracting from again any sort of emotional content within the piece that i i don't think i can do it anymore you guys i think i'm done Now, I'm glad that he's making these movies. He's sticking to his vision. It's a beautiful catalog of work to be enjoyed uh, for millennia to come, right? But also, I'm fucking bored with it. Because for as beautiful as the colors are, and as perfectly laid out as these frames are constructed, and for as outstanding as the cast is, and this is an amazing cast. I love all these actors. They're doing great work. This store it's but it's not the presentation is not there and that comes down solely to the man mr wesley anderson is his first name wesley this seems outrageous to me for some reason but let's assume it is wesley are you listening it's too much it's too much affectation uh you've got these beautiful sets uh incredible art design Incredible color coordination. It's meticulous. I love how meticulous you make your movies and you've got this incredible cast. Edward Norton, Tom Hanks, Jeff Goldblum, everybody, Uh, you know, Schwartzman's in there. Uh, Scarlett Johansson's in there. You've got an incredible cast of very talented people. Let them do a scene. Let them behave like humans do rather than puppets on your stage. And I know that's the whole thing with your movies—is that it is your version of putting on a play with these characters and casting amazing people to play them, and this and, and trying to to meet your awkward, stilted human being style. It's all the fucking same, though, man. All of this stuff—I've I've seen almost all of them. I think the only one I'm missing is Fantastic Mr. Fox, which I'm told is uh, excellent, and I'm not afraid to check it out. I'm, I'm planning on checking it out. But as far as uh, human beings in a motion picture, I I can't do it this way anymore. Wes, for as pretty as the images are, I feel fucking nothing. And you have these incredible uh, performers and you're not letting them perform as humans. You're not letting them connect to the audience as human beings. And it's just... So the end result is this beautiful, static boring bit of uh jerk-offery, you know? It's it's very masturbatory at this point. I can't it's been 25 years of you doing the same thing every time and the with each passing year the style starts to choke out more and more of the soul of what you're presenting. And I know you can do the opposite of that. I know you can do more. I've seen it. Royal Tenenbaums' perfect balance. You have A very emotional and engaging story and characters, uh, all with various arcs, and they're all ensconced within the beautiful framework, the visual framework, Uh, and the needle drops, too. Of course, you know, uh, always uh, great soundtracks with Wes Anderson movies. Um, At this point, I'm going to stop addressing him directly. podcasting for one uh wes you're off the clock steven you as well now i'm just talking to the audience again and telling them about your movies anyway if you like that shit i guess check it out i I like it in theory but also i'm i'm so bored with i can't watch any more uh, of the uh eccentricities that they kind of revel in 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 wes anderson movies i just i can't do it it just doesn't uh It's it's too self-aware at this point where once upon a time it was this was fringe and artsy and progressive. And now it's. um, How would you describe it? Um, He can get any talent that he wants to perform in his movies, but they also are aware of the house style, so to speak, of a Wes Anderson movie. And so they play accordingly. And I just wish, and, may, and probably I'm assuming he's meticulous. That's what he's asking for. But also, I wish that they would do their performing thing and be and uh, embody three dimensional characters, for God's sake, rather than just uh, a grab bag of quirks and um, blank faced line reads, you know, which is supposed to be funny, uh, I guess. I don't know. It works sometimes, not all the time. I don't think it worked here personally, but that's my take. Asteroid City, I feel like it was trying to kill me with its beautiful pillow slipcase. <laughs> yeah, so that being said, this is that's all the news that's uh, fit to shit over on this end for right now. Uh, I believe that we're going to be checking in later. I think Shrishma and I are going to be doing some Star Wars chat. Maybe, in the next couple of weeks here that we can share with you, we do another podcast uh, where we talk exclusively about the wars. And maybe we'll just share that here because it's all all movies and all, you know, the, the girls and everything and uh, we're excited to have them back. Right. So I think when some travels have ended and we reconvene in August, I think is the plan. We're going to go see Oppenheimer. I know Sherlock's very excited about that as am I. So we've, we've sort of earmarked that. So we'll be back. We're going to keep watching things. We will report back our thoughts and our feelings and uh, you know, write to us partyline uh, party line at old If you have any hot takes that you want to share about the summer blockbuster season. Uh, Love to hear your your thoughts. And until next time, uh, thanks so much for listening to me monologue here. uh, On behalf of Catherine and Trishma and Carolyn and Brindis, Uh, I hope you're having a great summer. We are reveling in our hiatus right now and we'll be back uh, at some point. But uh, until then, we're gone fishing with a green plunking dingbat. Okay, so until next time, take it easy, keep it sleazy. Don't do anything that I wouldn't do. or do do what thou wilt, really. But whatever you do, please never forget that this has been old movie time machine.